We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, quick heads up. Paul, coming up in a moment. Just a quick heads up from our friends over at WBEN. Friday's weather eh, could be a little messy. They don't know exactly what it's going to be. It's too early to say. Maybe some snow, maybe some ice, maybe some sleet. We just went through this, right? So, heads up, Friday. Uh, can't really tell you much more, but, you know. Stay tuned. Uh, on our Western Hotline to talk more about the Sabres, last night's game, the upcoming trade deadline, is Mr. Paul Hamilton. His segment brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow. And by Relax on the Relax, we got this. Good morning, Mr. Hamilton. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm angry, Paul. I'm, I'm not angry, Paul. I mean, you're angry, Paul, when you write. <laughs> but I'm angry. I said to Joe, and it's, this is a good thing, so trust me when I tell you, I, I mean, I don't remember. This was like 10, 11 years ago. I used to get this angry when the Sabres would lose a game that I fully anticipated they would win, and it's a critical two points. So, yeah, I'm angry this morning. That that game took a little wind out of my Sabres sails last night, Paul. Yeah, well, Columbus is now 5-2-2 two, and two in their last nine. They've beaten the Sabres. They've beaten Dallas. They've beaten Toronto. They've beaten Edmonton. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they just got casual and took them lightly or whatever, but uh, – and the thing was, yeah, they got down one nothing, but it only took them eighteen seconds right to tie the game. Right, you know, and and I know it's it's weird to say that you know they passed up some opportunities and weren't shooting the way they should when they had forty one shots. <laughs> but I thought to myself, they had eleven shots in the second period. Were any of them a scoring chance? I. I I couldn't right. think of a scoring chance, to be quite honest with you. It was a fairly easy night for Merz Lickens, right? I think they ended up until the third with like five high-danger yeah. chances in the game. But right, the third period, they put the press on. But a lot of the shots, Paul, it was volume, not necessarily challenging, right? He had open lanes. He was seeing shots. There weren't guys in front. There weren't rebounds. I just thought it was a fairly easy 40 or whatever, 38 save night. And there were some really, really good chances they passed up. Yeah. to try to pass you know so you know the, the better chances they had that would have turned into really good scoring chances didn't result in scoring chances because of giving up the shot and not taking it and when you think about it though think of the three goals they did score tage thompson came down the right side he shot mm -hmm. quinn came through the right circle he shot uh paterka on the on yeah. the power play one timer he shot you know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, they, they they took some shots that maybe Merz Lickens might say to himself, I should have had that, 
and they, they wound up getting goals out of it. And they even almost tied it on the power play when uh, another one-timer from Paterka. And uh, I, I thought Merzlikens saved it, but I guess it hit the post. Um, so that was as that's as close, you know, they were that close to tying the game. And so they had more of that mentality in the third period. They played better in the third period, but unfortunately for them, they were down four to one when it started and they were just got, got too far behind. It was too little too late when they're, when it's late in that game, Paul, and they're trying to claw back that, that was, that was a moment where I was just sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, they really miss they really missed Darlene here. Like they yeah. were having trouble, like even getting it up the ice. It looked painful. Like even they were able to do it, but it looked hard. And I, last night might have been a night, you know, given that they won on Sunday so by so much that it really felt like they were missing Darlene. Yeah, I wrote that today. It, it was it was obvious how much they missed him in that game. Uh, one thing uh, Don Granado talked about in the post game, they couldn't get into transition. And what does he do best? Yeah. He gets that team into transition, and they go. And it was just – and they just couldn't get it done. And uh, Columbus was stopping them at every turn. They were turn- Then they would start complicating things, and then they would get frustrated. And they couldn't get, they couldn't get to their game, which is transition and go. So it was very just disjointed. Uh, they couldn't get up ice as, fi- as a five-man unit, and – the the frustration began, but you're right. That's where they really missed Darlene. I didn't think they missed him much as far in the Washington game. I mean, they were able to get into their transition, but uh, they they certainly missed him a lot in this one. Missed him in their own end too. It was it was a kind of a well, not kind of. It was a rough night for Yokoharu and Power last night. It certainly was. Yeah, and. Uh, that's going to happen from t- you know now and then with a twenty-year-old. I mean, yeah. on the other side of the coin, power I thought was really good against Washington, and you know he he his minutes went up, and you wonder did fatigue catch up with him? He played yep. twenty-seven forty-three against Washington, played very well, and then he played twenty-eight forty-three against Columbus. Um, you know, I don't know. I just wonder, did fatigue catch up with him? Because he certainly had, he, the two of them had a rough night and they had to be broken up. It was that rough. They just, you know, did, it just wasn't their night at all. And they were making bad decisions. They were turning the puck over. It just, uh, it, it didn't go their way at all. I thought it was significant that they came back with Craig Anderson last night, Paul. Second game in five days, five nights. And he was not on his game either. They didn't play well in front of him. But Anderson didn't prevent some of those goals from going in on the breakdowns in front of him. How, what, what do you think it is significant that the guy they've been trying to rest and they had talked over the weekend about maybe playing him more down the stretch, they come back with him you know, a few days later? Yeah, he's he had been for the most part in five to seven days rest in between starts, and um, you know this being Tuesday and his last start was Friday night, Friday. Yeah. So he was right on the cusp of that, but not quite there. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it just was wasn't his night either. I wouldn't say it was the worst game I've ever seen a goalie play, but it certainly wasn't the best. Um, I don't know on the first goal if Labushkin screened him. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I, I I tried looking at every replay. He possibly did. I don't know if he saw it. Um, so you know, I don't know if he if he if he didn't get screened. That's one you know he'd want. 
he he wanted to make the save on. But uh, yeah, uh, the team in front of him certainly wasn't good. But uh, it's it, you know it wasn't his best effort either. The home record. I mean, I know they beat Washington at home ice on Sunday, but man, Paul, yeah. this is the second fewest home wins in the league. Only Philadelphia has fewer, and they're bad. And the third most road wins. What what the heck is going on on home ice? And by the way, home ice losses too. You ready for this? Columbus, Philadelphia, Montreal, Arizona, and Vancouver. Not exactly the beasts of the NHL. Yeah, and it's hard. It really is hard to say. I've been knocking my brains on this for a while. And the one thing that uh, Don Granado said about it yesterday he goes for whatever reason, the, the nights that we tend to, you know pass up shots and don't have that shot mentality and that type of thing tend to be at home. He goes, we get on the road and we have the proper mentality. We have the shot mentality. We're going fast. We're going, you know, that type of thing. And he said, it seems like the nights that we don't have that mentality tend to be at home. So I, I, I don't know if they know fully what's wrong or I think, you know, the old saying, if they knew they'd fix it type of a thing. Um, and you thought, well, there, there's a good home game against Washington, the Washington Capitals. You needed that win. They're right around you in the standings. You go out and get, you score seven goals, get a big win against the Capitals. Maybe you figured it out, and now this one happens. And the problem is, starting with Washington, you have six of eight games coming at home. Yeah. And, you, you know, you just got to get it figured out. You, you just do. I mean, you you're in a playoff race right now. You can't in those eight games, wind up uh, winning just two or something like that. I mean, you you, ha- you have to get this figured out. You're going to be playing good teams and, um, you know, it, it, get the mentality that you have on the road at home. And it's, I, I don't know, it, well, obviously they're doing it unconsciously. I mean, it's, again, if it's something they knew, they'd fix it type of a thing. So, um, but I, it's, it's something, quite honestly, I, I can't remember a team, a Sabre team, being one of the best teams in the NHL on the road. Usually yeah. they're a really good team. And then the, one of the worst teams in the NHL at home. I just have never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's the gap, right? It, it isn't necessarily – maybe there have been instances where a team had a, a little better road record than home record. It's the gap. Like how it's, – it's a 180 from their production on the road to their production on home ice, which is really, really puzzling. And if they don't – if they end up not making the playoffs, we'll try and figure out a number of different reasons why. And I, I think a lot of people are going to point to, oh, my God, you know, a few, home, a few more home wins against some of the bottom teams in the league, and it you know, would have made the difference. Um, well, I'm already there. I, you, you can't, I don't think you can make the playoffs if this doesn't improve. Yeah. I think it's got to improve, you know, in this last month and a half. Uh, I, I just don't think with all the teams around them and everything being so close, I don't think you can pull it off if you don't improve what you're doing at home. Paul, the, before we get to trade deadline stuff, there is one guy I want to ask you about. You know, may, maybe in defeat, bright spot, Paterka finally scored a goal. And he almost had two. You mentioned the play. I think I think it did hit the, the late power play where it looked like mm-hmm. he was going to beat Merzlikens. Um Man, it had been, what, like two and a half months since this guy scored a goal. You know, hopefully this gets him going, right? That has to really be a big boost for him. Yeah, 27 games, and you just noticed, you know how much fun he has playing hockey and that big grin that he has, and it's been gone. I mean, he hasn't had fun playing hockey. It's really been a grind for him, 
and you, even in the locker room, you just don't see that happy J.J. Paterka because he's a good kid, and he's a happy kid, and he loves his, being with his teammates, and he loves playing hockey, and he, he loves everything about it. And, you know, when, you, when you're a goal scorer and you, haven't, you go 27 games without a goal, it gets to you, you know. And, uh, you know, I think it was getting to him. So maybe this is something that can get him going. He can relax a little bit that the puck went into the net for him, and imagine what it would do for him if he could have got that second one too because the second one would have tied the game. So, uh, you know, that, that that is something that maybe can get him rolling. And look at Quinn. He continues to roll. Yep. I mean, he, he's he's been on a little bit of a streak in the past three weeks or so, and and uh, he, he scores again in this game. He's up to 11 goals, and, you know, he's – he he was having problems too for a while, but he snapped out of it about what do you want to say two three weeks ago. Okay, trade deadline is Friday. Um, let's start with this one: the number one need. If you were the Sabers GM right now and you're looking at your roster and you had to assess the number one need, you would be calling other GMs to try and fill. What would it be? I'd be looking for a penalty killer who can win some faceoffs. I mean, they don't. They don't have anybody. I mean, Cousins is better at it. He has worked at it, and he is better at it. But uh, they're, they're they gave up a power play goal again in this game, and they just are horrendous at, at, at killing penalties. They're not very good at it. So I think if you could find somebody who could fit both those roles, I think that would be a, a good fit for them. Howard, I have never. I, I was talking with scouts who have been around a while i was talking to rob ray i've been talking to a lot of people i have never seen a trade deadline like this where hmm. so many of the big names went and yeah. are gone uh so, some of them go off like a couple i mean you get a couple of early trades but i've never seen anything like this where basically by friday everybody's going to be gone <laughs> as as far as the big names and and that type of thing, and, and off the board. So I, I have no explanation for it. why all of a sudden it's different because you know how the trade deadline goes. It's like, all right, well, it's 2.30. You guys want to make the trade now? <laughs> you know, you're trying to get the best offer, and you're yeah. holding out, and it's 2.30, and the deadline's at 3, and they make the trade at quarter of 3, and then the fax machines get all bound up, and at 4 o'clock we're still reading trades you know, that happened an hour ago because the NHL is still in the 1950s, and, and they can't you know, figure out how to, how to get trades into the league and, and the whole nine yards, and I suppose that could happen again, but wow, I, I just have never, I don't know what it is that has gotten people to – to the uh, altar early this time and uh, making these these big trades early before we get to Friday. I'm looking at the TSN trade bait board. So the, the number one guy is legit. It's Chikrin. All right. I'm just going to go through the top 10. Okay. Vladislav Gavrikov, rental. Tyler Bertuzzi, rental. James Van Riemsdyk, 33, rental. The fifth highest asset on the trade bait board is Carolina's first round pick. Lars Eller, rental. Joel Edmondson, one year. Cam Talbot, rental. Shane Gostaspier, rental. Brock Besser. Like, that's the top ten on the trade bait board. And you'd look at that and go, Chikrin, maybe Bertuzzi, maybe Besser on the, out of those top ten. And two teams told Arizona, we're, we're done. We're out. Yeah, Joe I was mean, mentioning that Arizona's, earlier. Yeah. Or Arizona's asking a lot. They and... have to trade him by Friday, right? I mean, he's got to... He's got a no-trade clause that kicks in in the summer. Paul, if you're the Coyotes, you would be make, 
you'd be limiting your own leverage if you let him hit the no trade clause portion of that contract. Yeah, and I'm st- I f- still would think you're going to get a haul for him. Maybe yeah. you're not going to get what you've been asking, but I think you've got to come to reality that uh, well, teams are dropping out, and they're they're just not going to pay what you're asking, and some of the prices, you know, I wouldn't pay either. You, you know, uh, as far as that goes, uh, you know, so you know, they 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 might have to reevaluate what they want and as far as looking at him and then the question is all right when he if if they reevaluate who's in you know who who would be who would be in on something like that but at the prices they're asking i i wouldn't do it what about a goalie by friday's trade deadline i don't mean this paul in the same segment where we talked about anderson wasn't necessarily on his usual game last night. But what what about the idea of Adams pursuing a goalie in some way, shape, or form by Friday afternoon? My first question is who? Um, uh, there's nobody out there that I'd be interested in. Well, they mentioned uh, they, that I think that would help. You're you're in the press box, so obviously you, you know you're you're not watching the telecast. They mentioned Thatcher Demko on the on the ESPN telecast last. I night. I don't think that helps. Okay. I don't I don't see how that. It's not an upgrade from your triumvirate. No, I would rather stick with what you got than, than than give up assets for Thatcher Demko. Why? Then the question is: Vancouver is a young team, and he's not old. Why is Vancouver's getting getting rid of him? Yeah, you know, type of a thing. So, I think uh, he might. I thought he might. Did I see? Maybe he asked out. He denied that, but there was a report that he asked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess Paul. I my we were talking about this morning. And it was it was Kevin Weeks that 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 tweeted it out, but it was just an idea where he mentioned UPL as a potential return. And I don't know is that is that a creative idea to getting a more proven guy for not just this year, but to bridge to Levi? Because timeline wise, I guess it, it to me it kind of makes sense. But I, I guess for you, like, what is that as an idea if they were to almost flip? their their goalie talent from a 23 year old to you know someone that's a little more proven if they're if they're going to get thatcher demko it's not a bridge to levi he's their goalie you know so that's that's the trade you make and he now becomes your goalie and you can forget about devin levi and Hmm. the rest of it and um i'm i'm not looking for if if i'm the gm the sabers i'm not looking for a goalie i'm fine i'm 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 gonna let this play out and i know what i got coming I know I've got four young goalies. Maybe they all don't sign. Maybe one of them doesn't. In, in who's playing at Michigan right now? But I refuse. I just refuse to believe that one of those four goalies don't turn into a very good goalie that they're going to be able to use, uh, you know, down the line. And I, I just, I, if I'm Kevin Adams, I'm not looking for a goaltender to, or by Friday. All right, Mr. Hamilton, um, you know, there was something else I was going to ask you, and no idea. So if I remember, how, I'll text how about, you. How about this? How is it that the Coyotes have the market cornered on? <laughs> They're the only team anyone ever trades with to to eat salary. I mean, well, Minnesota did it. Minnesota, You're right. Minnesota did do it. I wonder if that's one thing where the, t- the team's making the trade. They're the they're the two in the know, so they're probably making the call, I assume, to find the third team, so... Maybe just everybody knows Arizona's always down for a deal like that, so they get the first dibs. Well, I think the Sabres might be down for it, but are you going to help the New York Rangers? Yeah, he, what wa- if, he would what be What if you happen right. to get in right. Right. 
and mm. you happen to maybe somehow win around. Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're playing the New York Rangers and you help them beat you. So I think that's what you, the way you look at it. You're going to help the Toronto Maple Leafs? You're going to help the New York Rangers? You know, I wouldn't if I were them, especially since I I have a, a good possibility of making the playoffs. So I think if it were a Western Conference team, the Sabres would be more interested in it. All right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you as always for your time, sir. Okay, take care, guys. All right, Paul, we'll talk to you. Uh, Paul's segment on the Western Hotline brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. We'll get into back into some more football talk, 803-0550 for your thoughts on last night's Sabres game, and, of course, the trade deadline, which is Friday at 3. But we'll get uh, back into some Bill stuff with the news on Leslie Frazier yesterday and go through some of the stuff Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott talked about uh, when they spoke with the media at the Combine in Indianapolis. That is coming up in a moment as well. Hey, Labatt Blue Light and WGR giving you a chance to win the Ultimate Sabres Experience. Through March 19th, just visit the contest page at WGR550.com. Enter for a chance to win VIP tickets for you and three guests when the Sabres take on Carolina on April 8th. It will include access to the TV broadcast booth. You get to hang out with Dan Dunleavy. He is a really nice dude. You'll enjoy that. Uh, A rope line visit and also a signed Sabres mini helmet. There is no purchase necessary. Always enjoy responsibly. You do have to be 21 or older to enter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back. This is that. Throws it across. Shot. Rebound. Comes to Paterka at the side of the goal. And now up top again. Here's Power. Far side gets it back again. Near side. Paterka scores! J.J. Paterka has got the Sabres within one with a power play goal and 10-14 remains here in the third period. Yeah, I thought for sure they were going to come back and win the game. Anyway, Dan Dunleavy on the call. Paterka's first goal since December 13th. Make that one of the moments of the game. Brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments of your life, go forth to Firth. We'll also get your final stats of the game, which are brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet. With you for the extra mile. Here's the stat I will use. It's the home road record we were talking about with Paul. So with the loss last night, the Sabres are 12-16-2 at home. Yikes. The only team with fewer home ice wins is Philadelphia. Actually, I think Vancouver, too. They have 11. 12-16-2 on the road. They're 19-8-2. So the third most road points and the second fewest home wins yep. for the Buffalo Sabres this season. Hey, at least there's a road game tomorrow night. Here's a stat for you. If the Sabres were simply 500 
at home this season. If they had a 500 record at home this year, they would have 70 points. They would be in the first spot in the wild card with still five, five games, games in hand in on hand. the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, they still comfortably the way, in a playoff spot. They still have at least one game in hand, if not more, on all the teams we mentioned around them in the standings. Five on the Islanders, one on the Penguins, three on the Panthers, one on the Senators, one on the Wings, three on the Caps. And this seven-game stretch, take a look at the schedule. It's uh, kind of gnarly. Gnarly? Nasty. Gnarly, gnarly works. Not, would gnarly work as like, I thought gnarly was more like, wow, that's cool, man. Like, that's gnarly. Not, gnar- eh, whatever. That is more your generation's term, no, so I'll, is, have to, I'll have to see you is, on that. I feel, like, I In feel between? like gnarly was a 60s thing. 60, I was thinking like 80s for that. Oh, was it 80s? I don't know. I don't I know. Don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Either. Anyway, um, the next, was it six games are coming against teams right now in a playoff Seven. spot? Seven. In that stretch, they play the Islanders, yep. and they play the Caps again at the very back end of this stretch. Right. The Caps, by the way, they are falling out of it really quick. I think they are fourth from the bottom now in the East. Good. The, they only are now, the only thing that saved them was Ovechkin coming yeah, back. Yeah. They're now eligible in the lottery to get the first overall pick. That'd be pretty funny. I mean, could you imagine? Their really first funny. bad season in a and decade, the lottery. and they get Connor Bedard. Oh, that's right. The next generational player is waiting, the, the team that wins I the I mean, lottery. Ovechkin would get the goal record like in a month with that <laughs> guy, probably. But yeah, the Capitals, at the end, like maybe they'll be in it by then. They have still one of the hardest schedules remaining. This is the stretch, right? This is the most terrifying stretch, where... You just don't want them to fall out of it. Yeah, they have they have seven hard games in a row: Boston, Tampa, Toronto, Dallas, New York. Like they, the you, Islanders. You, for, you forgot Edmonton in there. I forgot Edmonton in Boston, there. The best player at, in the world at Boston. Yep. Home Tampa, home Edmonton, at the Islanders, home Dallas, home Rangers, at the Leafs, at the Caps. That's let the me, next two weeks. Let me say, going into that that Caps game. So the seven games before that. Which is against all playoff teams. So yeah, so fourteen point seven games. What are we shooting for, Joe? You can ask me how many points. How many points is reasonable to shoot for? Because that's tough, and there is danger here, right? There is danger of falling out of it because of how hard that seven game stretch is. You can't go, you can't go two and five. You know, I didn't check the record. They would have. No, they haven't beaten the Leafs yet. They would have. They beat Dallas. They've beaten the Islanders. They beat Tampa recently. Then they win in Boston earlier this. Yeah, they won a game in Boston in overtime, right? It's, yeah, they did. Is four two and one too much I, to I, ask for? I, I was going to ask fourteen points. I was going to ask that might be a, eight points. You can get me eight. Eight points. Four four and three. Yeah, it, no, I I, I think eight I out of, agree. I, eight out of fourteen, and I think because you know I haven't. After these next seven games, I don't know what the games in hand is going to be with everybody else. Yeah, but you know, um, if I get if I can get eight out of the next fourteen points, I feel like I I feel like points percentage they should still be in a wild card spot if they can get eight out of fourteen. Unless somebody goes on a stupid roll or two teams go on a stupid roll, eight I'm feeling really good about. Yeah, man, the strength of schedule six would be the floor, like six. Six, is you're the staying minimum. in it. Like the minimum yeah. you've got, I think, get six. Six, you're staying in it. You can't, you can't do worse than that. And like, listen, even after this stretch, like the, we mentioned, Washington, you got a Philly game in there, but then it's right back against Boston. And two games later, you've got New Jersey, and then you've got the Rangers again. Like, yeah, they, they haven't played the Rangers yet this season, right? They have three games remaining against the Rangers. Yeah, they haven't played them yet. 
and we were talking in the break, you mentioned like oh, their top nine. It's stupid. Like they're great. Yep. So I'd like to say hang around until you get your softer opponents. There's not it's really softer. a lot of softer opponents. Yeah. So like last night was that. So you kinda have to you're gonna they're gonna have to be able to beat great teams to get in because most of their games Sans a Philly game mixed in there and a Montreal Na- game in there. Right, Nashville's Nashville selling guys. too. So, yeah, so they that. have a couple, but they're going to have to beat great teams to make the playoffs. It's going to have to happen. Look, if you really want to go down the road, by the way, at least the la- if you look at the last week, at least the last two games are Ottawa and Columbus. Although, hey, yep. probably shouldn't say that because they lost to Columbus last night. The Rangers, I mentioned this to Joe on the break. Somebody tweeted this out yesterday. Um, here's the Rangers' top nine after the Kane trade. Kreider, Zabanajad, Tarasenko, Panarin, Trocek, Kane, Lafreniere, Cheadle, and Kako. So like Scary. those high young draft picks, you haven't necessarily played up to the level people thought they would be at are their third line. And then Jimmy VC, Barkley, Goodrow, and Tyler Mott are their fourth line. That's their, I guess, their version of the grind line uh, for New York. But yeah, I think, I think sixth floor... Eight yep. and above, if you get more than eight, I probably would be deliriously happy. But I think if you if you can get to eight out of those, find a way to scratch across four wins or what are we doing, like three, two, and two. Yep. You know, a couple of loser points in there with three wins. I'd like you to beat the Islanders head-to-head. If you can get me eight, I think they're in really good shape, quite honestly, because um, there will be, I think, some other points to be had down the stretch after they get through this next two weeks. This would get them to, let's see, Toronto's on March 13th. So yep. you can get to the middle of March, and I think you'd still be in really good shape with one month to go. I'd hope, too, as they play these great teams, they're getting later and later in the season. Maybe start resting your starters a little bit for the uh, for the stretch run, for the playoffs. All the other teams. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be playing a lot of teams that are already solidified and, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. We right. know where we are. Boston knows where they're going to be in the standings. Toronto, Toronto knows where and, they're going to be in the standings. Toronto and Tampa are, are locking into a, a matchup, right? Boston's yeah. – so no maybe, one's catching Boston. Hey, may, I, I hazard to say this because they just played the worst goaltender in hockey all year last night and got and lost. But maybe you get lucky and play a bunch of backup goalies the rest of the way. They're going to need some help. Yeah, and I'm looking at – if you look at the Metropolitan, because they play the Rangers three times, you said they play Jersey too, right? At some they point, they play Jersey once. They play Carolina still again. I, I think the Rangers, Jersey twice actually. Look at the Rangers; they're barring a stun, stunning. They're locked into third. Yep. At least Jersey's saying they're only three points behind Carolina. Maybe they, you know, they're probably still thinking about maybe catching the Canes. Sure. But the Rangers are locked into third. I don't think the Islanders are coming up to pass the Rangers. Nope. So they're locked in. So yeah, maybe you know they're you know they're, what they're pr- in all likelihood the Rangers are in the two three matchup and starting without home ice. So maybe the Rangers rest some guys. I feel like they looking at it even deeper now. There are a bunch of different ways to look at the rest of the season and their schedule. One way is you got two games left against the Islanders. That's the team. Yeah, that is the team that you got to top. You can't that you can top. You've got games in hand on Florida, and yeah, you got to watch out for Detroit and Ottawa a little bit. But five games on the Islanders. You can even stumble a little bit against the great teams. If you win your two head-to-head games against the Islanders, that would be five games in hand the rest of the way, tied in the standings. Yeah, you in could, points. You could create a nice little gap. They 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 are gonna have they'd have to be well, what is that? It depends what the Sabres get in the games in hand, but if they win two mm-hmm. of the five in hand, like 
the Islanders having to be three or four games better than the Sabres the rest of the way. Well, let's just Th- say they beat the not, Islanders. It's going to be tough. Let's say they beat the Islanders twice. Again, this is not how it works, but just play with us because it's early and it's hard to do math. Let's say they beat the Islanders in the two head-to-head matchups. So you're basically tied in points then. And you have five and you more have games three to play. more games in hand. Five more games in hand because they would have played those two Oh, that's right. They would have played two. And you'd, right. So you'd be tied in points with still five games. You, they yeah. could blow past the Islanders. Those two games, I mean, they might be... I would I would want to bet I would want to ask maybe the guys at Puck Luck or another site this question. I feel like if you look at the rest of the schedule, the two games that impact the the playoff the most. odds yeah, right, the most right. are the two Islander games because Pittsburgh they're they're only three points back and they have a game in hand. Pittsburgh it's, and the Sabers do not play Pittsburgh again. They're done right. with the Penguins, so they they could catch the Penguins. The Islanders they have to catch. Yep. They have to catch the Islanders and they should with all their games in hand. Hey, what the heck happened with the schedule? The Islanders, by far, have more games played than anybody else in the entire conference. They have 64 games played. Nobody else has played more than 62. You got a bunch at 60 Mm. and 61. I wonder why it worked out where the Islanders have, you know, a handful of games more than everybody else. But no, I think that, you know what made me think about this? It's funny. I watched the Beyond Blue and Gold yesterday. Uh, on Ryan Miller, which you should watch. It's it's at the Sabres website. I tweeted out a link. It's like 33 minutes. Watch it. Even if you watch the ceremony that night, I don't care if you're at the game or watched it or listened to it. It's behind-the-scenes stuff that you obviously would not have access to. Watch it. It's great. And if you tend to get emotional at these things, you might want to have some tissues nearby because there'll be definitely a few emotional moments. You know what occurred to me, Joe, watching them that night? Who'd they beat? They beat the Islanders. Okay, right. In overtime. And I'm sitting there going, well, that could be a big point. You know, like that's that's one of those teams that you're in competition with. And I kind of look back at it. We were glad. I was so glad they won the game because it was Ryan Miller night. The building was full. You want everybody to leave feeling good about the Sabres. And then I kind of thought, hey, that, that turns out to be a really big point. That's one more point you got over the New York Islanders and, you know, in this crazy wild card playoff race. 803-0550 to join us. We're mixing a little bit this morning. Sabres losing to Columbus last night. We'll get your thoughts on the game, but probably more so important in your head, the trade deadline coming up on Friday at 3. And what singular piece do you think Kevin Adams needs to address and add by the deadline? And Leslie Frazier stepping away, which we're going to talk a lot more about in the about 15 minutes or so when Joe Marino joins us, top of the hour from Locked on Bills podcast. Was there something you wanted to add? I, I just looked up. This could be the stat of the day nominee, although it's not... They won't have the record, actually. The fewest wins at home ever in NHL history for a team that made the playoffs. The Sabres currently have 12. Ooh, that's a good stat. I, I thought they might be around the record. They would be sixth, the sixth fewest. But, Tw- wow. oh, wait a minute. You know what? Give me the break. Yeah. Let me, let me pick this apart a little bit more because as I'm realizing now, the teams that have these records... Are in shortened seasons. Oh yeah, you got to go to no no lockout. No so lockout shortened. I'll, pandemic I'll have this seasons. for you after the break. But I think there's a chance that the Sabers could break the record for the fewest home wins for a team that makes the playoffs. Uh, let's see. We'll get to a break. I don't think I said uh, our final stats we mentioned a moment ago. If I did, whatever. But I think I forgot. Final stats were brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. I think what you find is some turbulence in year one and year two for for multiple reasons. I thought James Cook, that being said, had a really good first season, in particular the back half of his first season. And, you know, we look forward to getting him back, you know, at the proper time. And 
and seeing what he can do in year two for us. Sean McDermott on RB1 next season, right? Or are they drafting Bijan Robinson and he's RB1 next season? All right, let's save that for another segment. Joe, you did your little research there on uh, home yes. records? So the NHL record, playing 41 home games. Right, no, so no, no lockout shortened, shortened yeah. pandemic shortened, whatever. So playing 41 home games, the record for the fewest amount of points at home by a team that made the playoffs, 37. That's not very good. No, the 1996 Canucks and the 97 Coyotes both made their postseasons with 37 points at home. The Sabres, with 12 home games remaining and who are in a playoff spot by points percentage, have 26 points at home this year. 24 possible 26 points. of their 66. Ugh. Oh, boy. 26 of 66. So, it's possible. They could, if they continue to play this dominant on the road and struggle this much at home, they got to look at it. They could have 10 more points the rest of the way at home in 12 games and play... That's by the way, an up. That's a higher point. No, I was just going to say, Joe. They you, it's thirty-seven points was the number, right? Thirty-seven. And points. And they're at twenty-four with a possible twenty-four points left. Yeah. So here, here's another They've way got, to do they it. They got to get fourteen out of twenty-four, which yep. is not their winning percentage right now in home ice. So here's another way to do it: if the Sabers just maintain their points percentage yeah. at home and on the road the rest of the season, they will make the playoffs, and they will set the NHL record for the fewest points at home for a playoff team. Again, not counting the teams that played lockout short in years when yeah. they played like 20 home games. Did not see that one coming. Historic. Hey, at least we don't have to worry about not having home ice in the playoffs then. Right. Go on the road and play some games. Historic. Yeah, not good. Uh, there's probably a road. I wonder if we should look up like best road points percentage for a Sabres team since... I'm going to guess the President's Trophy team would have been pretty good anywhere. Old Man Road. Look that up when you get a chance. 803-0550. We are talking some hockey with you this morning. Game last night, but more specifically, the trade deadline Friday. What's the one piece you think uh, Mr. Adams needs to add? Hey, by the way, this also reminds me, since Joe Marino's coming up from the Locked on Bills podcast, Mr. DiBiase has the Locked on Sabres podcast. He's uh, tweeted it out. I tweeted out a link. Joe spoke to Kevin Adams. Um, yesterday, and um, there's a funny story to tell about that. We'll get to it later because we're late to the break. So you can check that out on the Locked on Sabres podcast, Joe's Twitter feed, and uh, see what Kevin Adams had to say with the trade deadline coming up Friday at 3. Mr. Joe Marino will join us next for the latest on the Bills. Leslie Frazier, the defensive staff, free agency, the combine, the draft. There's so much to get to. We'll tackle it in a moment. 803-0550. Get that tackle football. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.